G'day dads, welcome to episode 32 of the Shit Dad Podcast, where we celebrate our big man blunders because we're all in the same boat when it comes to fatherhood. I'm Nick, married father of a three, five and seven year old, and waking up is an eye-opening experience. Waking up? Mm. With those or kids? No, just, it's eye-opening. Uh, we're not <laughs> Settle down, settle down, yet. settle down, I'm here all week. <laughs> uh, g'day guys, I'm Cam, father to a three and a half year old and a two year old. Uh, and nothing gets me more annoyed than when someone says they have a fur baby. Oh, it's going to ask. Yeah, that's, that's going to come up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, uh, your listeners will notice that we are without Dave this week. Uh, his wife is about to pop baby number two any minute. Um, so good luck to those guys. He'll probably be away from the pod for the next few episodes or so. But don't worry because today we are joined by a very special guest, uh, Brisbane radio celebrity, father of three, uh, Maddie Acton. Welcome, Maddie. How hey, are you, mate? Hey, guys. I still fully support um, ringing the birthing suite right now and seeing where <laughs> things are at. And now if you guys want to chase something big for the podcast, um, it may be the last time he's ever allowed on the podcast, <laughs> yeah. but I still still think it would be fun. That Get would be a, awesome. He screams in the background uh, yeah <laughs> uh, thank you for having me we've been trying to organize this for a while so i'm glad we managed to get it uh get it organized yeah we must admit mate we're a little bit nervous you know you're probably the biggest celeb we've spoken to on Star the pod so well uh, that's that's a bit sad for you guys it's good to come into the b105 studios we're really excited and um yeah finally chatting to you after lots of lots of messages trying yeah. to see it up so really excited to get them yeah should we uh kick it off with a couple of dad jokes yeah always Right. Matty, did you bring a dad joke? I did bring one, yes. Do you want to kick it off? Yes, I can. Let's do it. I've got two in mind. Oh. One is is a bit dirty. Yep. And then the other one is like pure pure dad joke. Okay. So what, bo- do you, you got, what do you want first? They're both acceptable. I reckon dirt, I like the, the dirty dirtier one. the better, yeah. I'll give you the dirty one first. Um, and I will say I've, I've seen this on TikTok is where I've, where I've taken this joke from. Um, and that is I'm not sure that if you guys are aware, um, but I uh, am in the Guinness Book of Records. I, I was in, well, I was in there once. I was in there, um, had my penis in there. Uh, that was, of course, until the librarian asked me to take it out. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. I'll pay <laughs> <That's> it. <dirty. laughs> um, and then my proper dad joke, which the kids can hear, uh, is knock, knock. Who's there? Who's there? I need it. I need, need it. a poo. Uh, you need a poo. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, uh, we're right. One. We're right in that poo and fart stage with my <laughs> yeah. kids. So there's a lot of that going on. Well, they get to roar at home, that's <laughs> <laughs> and that's just from the twenty-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Why are bees so sticky? Why? Because they use honeycombs. Nice. Settle yeah, down. Settle good. down. That's I'm, I'm going to be here all week. Just settle down. <laughs> uh, a mushroom walks into a bar and orders a drink, but the bartender yells at him to get out before he stinks up the place. The mushroom looks a bit taken aback and says, Why? I'm a fun guy. Solid. <laughs> fun guy, solid. That's strong. I'll pay that. 
Uh, now, uh, we're in April, obviously. We've just started uh, this month. So uh, last year was kind of our mental uh, mental awareness, mental health month. Uh, this month in April, we have uh, got special guest months. So obviously kicking that off with a bang. Um, but throughout the next few weeks or so, um, listen in, guys, because we are going to have a few different um, experts. So we're going to have uh, a nutritionist. We're going to have people who are building different fatherhood communities as well. Um, so, yeah, some really exciting guests coming up across this month. So um, make sure you listen in. Uh, and of course, we wouldn't be able to do this without our friends at Smashing Fibers. So don't forget to uh, get some new gym gear with those guys. Um, go to the checkout and enter in promo code FREESHIT for a little uh, little gift at that checkout as well. Real cheap one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matty, have you got any Smashing Fibers gear? No, I don't. Well, but now I've got the promo code. That's right. I'll be straight in there. <laughs> it's exclusive yeah. too. We heard you like... You, you save the the pennies a little bit. We've got some, and, yeah. uh, but it's this is the perfect promo code. So yeah, great. Not that it's that expensive anyway. It's no. good gear. I do have one question for you guys before mm. we start. Yep. Whose kids says shit dad podcast at the start? That's my kids. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told them they're allowed to say it one time. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah, it's been probably a dozen times been pulled up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um That's cool. Was your wife aware? No, she, yeah, okay, no. cool. She no. doesn't listen to the podcast, so <laughs> oh, yeah, good. Yeah. Good, good. So I'm I'm still in the clear. Yeah. Well, like until wife. she listens to this one cuz she she listens to the B105, so Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry, Mel. Don't worry. He talks about you off the podcast. The stuff he says before recording. Real good. Uh, yeah, all good stuff. Glowing. Of all good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um I'd love to hear your story, Maddie. Do you reckon you'd be able to just tell us a little bit about yourself as a dad mm-hmm. and your family? Uh, my family is uh, a little different to most. Uh, so we've got three kids, uh, my wife and I. Our eldest is 20, and then uh, he's our boy, Ethan. Then we have another son, Xander, who is eight, and then a daughter who was five. So I met my wife when I was 18. Uh, she was 22 and had a three-year-old who was Ethan. Um, and so we've been together for, we've been married 10 years last week and we've been together 17 years this year. Congrats. So, that's epic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've been together quite, quite a while. And, um, I, th- I was only thinking about it, um, the other day cause Ethan turned 20 at the, the end of March yeah. and I was like, you know, he's like seeing him and seeing how young he seems to me even though I'm only 34, um, it's bizarre to think that at his age I was the father to a six-year-old, you know? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Five, five six-year-olds. That's unreal. Um, so, you know, we've been, been really lucky in the sense that um, uh, his biological dad hasn't been around, um, which can be a tough, really hard thing for some kids, I think. Mm. Um, but it in a strange way was good for us because we managed to just have our family and we've moved around a lot and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've raised him, uh, as my own and he's got my last name and that sort of thing. Awesome. That's great. So that, um, that relationship from a really young age, you were basically dad. Yeah. 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 It was, um, it was pretty wild being that young. Yeah. It obviously took a, a bit of time to progress to that. Um, you know, uh, Esther didn't introduce me to him straight away. Um, but as we got more serious and time went on, you know, when we moved in together and stuff, it kind of gradually became more of that. Mm. I was more just his friend at the start. Um, and so, um, yeah, 
things sort of changed and, you know, we got married and, and everything. So Awesome. Could, do you have any dad advice for blokes sort of in that situation, a young guy going into a relationship with a single mum? Do you have any advice for them? Yeah, I always sort of say to guys not not to discount a single mum. I think it's very easy. Um, a lot a lot of people tell you don't do it. You know, a lot of people tell you, oh, you know, why do you want to take on someone else's kid and that sort of thing. Yeah. And um, you can't help who you fall in love with, though. And I don't know that it's healthy to walk away from someone because um, of how their life is, you know. And I wouldn't use the word baggage. A lot of people like to say, oh, they're baggage. But it's not baggage. It's just part of them, who they are. Yes, it will be more difficult, especially if there's ex-partners that you've got to deal with. Um, You will have to sacrifice at times. But if you genuinely love the person, the sacrifice it won't feel like a sacrifice. It'll just feel like what you've got to do for the relationship. It is not easy. Um, no. I know I'm trying to, it probably sounds quite glamorous, but it is absolutely not. It is one of the hardest things you will actually do. Um, Especially at a young age, I imagine too. Yeah. So you can't also can't go in thinking it's going to be all about you because there will be times in the relationship where it is not about you at all. So you need to be prepared for that as well. Um, but I would I would definitely encourage people to pursue if there's feelings there to give it a chance, not just walk away for that reason. I'd imagine it'd take a lot of maturity to, especially you guys. You said you met quite young, um, mm. to have that kind of attitude and not just be flippant. You know. Yeah, it took a it took us a while to get there though. We broke up about. 6,000 times, I think, <laughs> between, between meeting and then getting engaged. Um, so we didn't get engaged until we'd been together for seven years. Um, and, yeah, we, we did. We moved in together. So we moved in together quite quick. I think we'd only been together maybe six months and we moved in together. Um, and then we moved out from each other uh, for a few years. And then we moved Back in after our longest breakup that we had, we broke up for about three months, I think it was, and I it was pro- it was my fault. I was being a dick. Um, I'm being a young bloke. Yeah, you know, and I and I'd been through just been through a lot. My dad had passed away, um, you know, so I kind of just started destroying everything around me. Um, and so I had to work really hard to win Esther back this time. Mm. Um, and so I was working and living on the Gold Coast and she was uh, working and living in Brisbane. So I packed up everything and, and moved. I mean, it's only an hour down the road, but I made said to her, I will move for you and I will do the commute. You've driven on the M1, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, no, that's it's more than just an hour yeah, on the road, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, I see, I was, I was working at night time. So that's <laughs> oh, why it wasn't quite as much traffic. <laughs> But you're right. If you're willing to commute on the M1 for love, that is a sacrifice. Yeah. And I'm glad that you've stopped down and we've pointed that out. Um, I'm going to put that uh, in the 10-year wedding anniversary yeah. speech. Um, so, yeah, so I, I did that. And then I ended up getting a job in Sydney and we moved together to Sydney. And, and from there, it, yeah, it was all, all sort of um, up from there. Cool. Yeah. Are you quite... Um, obviously with your job, are you quite open about, you know, your life on air or do you, do you kind of hold back a bit with that kind of thing? No, I'm pretty open. 
Um, there's not the only time I won't talk about things if it's going to upset other people. Yeah. Um, even then, sometimes I don't have that filter to realise at the time. So, <laughs> how many times have you got in trouble when you got home? There's been a couple, a couple of times. Um, Esther's really great though. She she knows what you know. I've only ever been in radio. We've been together. Um, I know when I've crossed the line, and she'll say something, and I know what what can't be said. But we're generally pretty open. Nice. Nothing's really off the table, you know. Mm. Now, Maddie, you mentioned your dad before. Um, can I ask? how your upbringing like shaped you as a dad massively yeah to be honest yeah it was so i it was two weeks before my 21st birthday uh my dad passed away from oh, geez. uh cancer mm-hmm. he got lung cancer from um asbestosis um yeah, so yeah it was he was diagnosed i think when i was six, 16 i think in and out of hospital got quite ill um i think I don't think growing up I appreciated what it was, how important having a dad actually is. You know, he was working his guts out, you know, six days a week. Um, You know, I was, you know, playing footy and I had my friends and all that kind of stuff. And I think, and you guys are probably the same, once you become a father, you take stock of, Oh, yeah. okay. You always just thought dad was at work doing whatever yeah. and you, you don't realise how important they are, you know, and the values that they instil in you, the sacrifices a father makes, you know, uh, working, um, you know, that's not to take anything away from mothers, but just the simple things of when you have your own kids, not being able to talk to my father yeah. about being a father, mm. um, it's made me uh, invest not that I wouldn't have, but it's made me ensure that I invest into my kids yep. as, as much as I can because I've realised I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Yeah. So, you know, I tell my kids every night that I love them when they go to bed, you know, because uh, I want to make sure that they, they know that mm. and do stuff with them because you want them to have memories of you and what you did together. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it does, it does really – it does shape you a lot, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so not having uh, your dad to talk to about being a dad, do you have that um, that sort of positive fatherhood group or like a community that you can draw from and get advice from? Or Yeah, well, um, Esther's dad is great, my wife's dad. Um, you know, he's he's great to sort of bounce off. And yeah. my both my brother-in-laws, they've got kids. Um, they've got four each. They are insane. Wow. <laughs> um, so, so they're always good for a chat. Um, Perspective. Horror stories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had a vasectomy after my third, so <laughs> I learned from their mistakes. Um, no. Um, and, you know, my close mates all have kids, you know. So, um, and, you know, my mum was one of six. My dad was one of five. So, you know, there's a... We're a big breeding family, so there's a lot of children <laughs> around. So, And I think that's really important, as I'm sure you guys know. You can talk – if you're the only one with children, no one really quite understands no. yeah. if you don't show up to something unless they've got kids. They, you know, Like my mates who I don't see for ages, they get it. Yeah. yeah. You know, It's not great that I don't catch up with them as often as I should, but they understand because they're as busy yeah. as well. We talk about on the podcast a lot about the importance of community and it seems to come up with almost every guest that we've had, mm. um, how important having that 
sort of male group of role, uh, not role models, but the male community yeah. um, to draw that dad vice and um, sort of vent your frustrations and all that sort of stuff because everyone's in the same boat. Oh, totally. Like, we all have that frustration, so yeah, that, that comes up a lot. Yeah, I think it's important though, and I think men um, need to get better at it. Um, I think women are good at being organised. Mm. Men are good at, at making excuses. So yeah, you that's know, fair. Um, <laughs> and that's what I've learned that you know, like you know, and and I know my wife doesn't always get to see her friends like she wants to, but she's better at organising yes. it than I am. Yeah. And I'm more like to go, nah, it's too hard, you know, but then complain. I never get to see my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I just get diary diary invites in my email sent to me. This is when she's gone, a noose or girl's trip, all that kind of stuff. Oh, I'm like, wow, I? you're very organised. Yeah, no, Esther's the same. She's like, in six weeks' time, we're yeah. going to go to this thing and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what? We've if got- I'm going out with my mate, she's like, where are you guys going? I go, don't know, we'll decide. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> We got a calendar on the fridge at home, and we live by it. Um, so if I say to my wife, "We're going out," like I'm going out somewhere with the boys, she'd be yeah. like, "No, well, that weekend we got this." I'm like, "What? How many weeks in advance do I need to know these things?" So the other day, I had the greatest pleasure in saying, "Within, I think it's eight weeks' time, I'm going on a boys' camping trip." So, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, on this date uh, for the next two nights, we're going to be doing this. You know what we got to oh. do is find out when the next year's calendars get printed. So let's just say it's October. This is a hack and it's only just come to me. We go and buy up calendars in October and then we just start writing shit in the weekends already there. And then and as even soon if you as don't it comes, do it, you yes, reserve the weekend. That's exactly right. And then it's there. And then come December, bang, you just drop it out. <laughs> All right, listeners, that is the best piece of dad advice we've had so far. Keep it up. You guys should do a shit dad calendar, shit dad podcast calendar. Just and ask his sloppy rigs or yeah, just all the, all the weekends. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you're just a blacked out. Yeah. Yeah, We've yeah. had about 20 fiery guests, so they could work. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Um, now, I, I just want to know a little bit, because we always ask how your sort of pregnancies went. I know you didn't sort of go through that with Ethan, but the other yeah. two, your younger two, um, did Everything smooth sailing with the pregnancies and the birth and things? Yeah. We were pretty pretty lucky, actually. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, Esther probably would have more to say about that than that, than me. Um, but <laughs> Your job was easy. Yeah, that's right. But no, we were really lucky with our kids. We didn't have any complications. The only real sort of issue we had with Eden when she was born, she had really bad colic um, that we just didn't matter what we did. Um, you know, she would get up and she'd scream in the middle of the night yeah. for two hours. Um, and the only thing really that calmed her would be to get in the shower. So at two o'clock in the morning after poor Esther had been dealing with her all night, I would be in the shower that would calm her down and then I would put her down and go to work, you know, Jeez, go yeah, to the radio yeah. show. Oh. Um, but other than that, no, it was really good with the, with the pregnancies. Yeah. So you definitely uh, definitely dodged a bullet there. <laughs> a lot of people sort of have. Can you sort of explain what colic is though? Because I know me when yeah. I listen to things, I don't really can't be bothered googling things. So, so it's like a uh, a gut, like a stomach um, issue. Yeah. Um, where should we get stomach cramps and yeah. things? So we had this. Um, uh, we had to go to this like pharmacy where they make uh, medicines or whatever, um, compounding chemists. So they would make it, and it was like 50 bucks a bottle, and it would last a fortnight, something like that. But that's where we were at, where we were like, 
if I had to go to the Himalayan <laughs> Alps, if they even exist, and talk to some sort of natural god there, I yeah. would. Because yeah. Um, it, yeah, it was just, it got really, really bad. Yeah. And you yeah. probably like don't you probably push it out of your mind at how bad you miss out on all that all that sleep and everything. Yeah, <laughs> you still look back on it. Yeah, it was fine, but at the time it would have been pretty tough. Yeah. And I mean, you know what it's like, even through the through the birth and through like the early baby stages, you feel like such a useless twat. Yeah, because you can't feed. You can only just be there. And in those moments when it's all going down the last thing a woman wants to hear is what can I do because she knows you can't do anything. Yeah. Get out of my face. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember one night Esther had gotten up feeding our son. Um, Xander was like feeding every two hours at one point. And I remember like the third time she'd gotten up, I'd like done the, I always used to do the, like the tap, you know, the pat when you're laying <laughs> in bed, just the, are oh, you there pat? <laughs> and it must've gone on for a few weeks. And this night it was the end of, she just slapped my hand and she was like, don't fucking touch me. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, we're cool. Rattle. I got him. I got him. Okay. Rattle, rattle. <laughs> <laughs> so everything ran smoothly. That's, that's exciting. Yeah. What about the, uh, the first year? Like the uh, feeling feeling useless. Do you have any sort of advice if you could go back or for dads that are sort of, even Dave having his second baby, like yeah. obviously forgotten what it was like to have his first, so. I think it's be useful in other areas. Um, you know, like not, I think the big thing um, I hear a lot from my wife and from Abby, who I work with, is the mental load. You know, that thing of, um, what needs to be done around the place. And I think if you don't ever ask what you should do, like find something to do, Yeah, you know, and it could be as simple as just cooking dinner, not saying what do you want for dinner, mm. just simply organizing it, cooking it, and then it's done yeah. and going, I have made dinner. Um, because as soon as you have to go, oh, I'm going to cook or whatever, but what do you want? Where do I get that from? You know, it, what you're doing is you're still giving them all the problems. Yeah. Of it, yeah, not, yeah. not coming up not with any solutions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like, um, you know, don't don't um, underestimate how much a load of washing can turn on a woman. You know, <laughs> so just <laughs> all that sort of stuff. You know, I think, and I, and I, what I tried to do, and I do that now with our kids because my wife works works from home, is I'll take them out of the house, mm. and if they have played up. Uh, yeah, be careful on those chairs. They're a bit. They're a bit rocky. Those chairs. Them backwards. <laughs> If they've been a nightmare, I actually lie about it and say they were fine. Yeah. Um, I don't say if they've been naughty or anything. I just go, yeah, no, they were great. They were good. Now, you do get a little bit of, oh, you know, oh, they're always good for you or whatever. Yeah. But you know what it's like if you've had a big day, you know, you feel bad. If I say to her, oh, they were so bad today, they were so annoying, she, that just makes her feel bad, you know? Yeah. So, That's a good point because I remember even there were times where, whether it's first or second kid, uh, wife goes out to do something socially and even if they are crying their heads off they're texting you how is everything the response should always be all good all good have yeah. a good yes. time you no know? issues yeah because they're already, <laughs> don't, they're already <laughs> don't, don't come home for the next three hours yeah. please yeah. Yeah. I mean don't get me wrong one time Eden was screaming so much and I was waiting for Esther to get home from eating that I did just let her suck on my nipple for a minute <laughs> because I knew that she would stop crying I knew nothing was going to happen but she'd been screaming for ages and I was holding her and I had no shirt on and I was like Oh, you know, you just like, I love I that. No That's idea amazing. what I'm going to do. And I was like, ah, oh, just put her on the nipple, see what happens. So she had a little, had a little suck. She did 
double down on the screaming when she realised nothing. <laughs> and she had hair in her teeth. And <laughs> yes, exactly. She was flossing. Um, she had moments not till later. <laughs> yeah, that could that probably could have been one of them. I've got plenty more than that. But yeah, I did tell Esther that story, and she's like, "You're an idiot." I was like, <laughs> "Just do whatever you can do, Pat." So, coming to you with solutions, not problems. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, all right. So moving on a little bit. Um, can you tell us about your what is your um, your health routine? So when we talk health routine on the pod, it's usually physical, mental, can be spiritual, can be kind of broad. Mm. Um, but you know, I guess in the stage of life you're in now, with you know kids at all sorts of different kind of ages, yeah. What what do you do to kind of look after yourself? I'm pretty slack with the exercise, to be honest. Um, I used to ride mountain bikes, and I've still got uh, three of them that collect dust. So that's something I need to get back into because that was really good physically and mentally mm. um, and because I would do it with mates as well. So, you know, you get out, you do something together other than drinking and that was a really good pivot for our friendship group when we all started doing that because all of our catch-ups used to be, oh, let's go to the pub for a beer. Get smashed. Which <laughs> is fine yeah. every so often. But if that's all you do, your friendship's not based on much. Yeah. Um, I've started uh, meditating, to be honest, um, because I think you get so busy and stressed doing everything and you kind of, you know what it's like, you start to just build up. Mm. Um, So I started to meditate probably about six months ago, started doing that, which has been really good. And I'll do it sometimes just in my car before I come up to work, just to clear your head, Um, especially doing what we do at the time we do. If you've got too much in there, you're not real sharp, you know, yeah. and you can kind of not enjoy it as much. Um, I don't have that problem with really. You don't have that? No. <laughs> no that's, that's <laughs> I don't have that much in there. <laughs> um, and this one, this this has been really good for me, but it comes from a really weird place. So we talked to Chris Hemsworth's trainer on the radio show yeah, yeah. probably about a year and a half ago. Yeah. And I was just joking and I said, look, I want to be as, like, I want to be Chris Hemsworth, but I don't want to do the work. And he said to me that um, Chris drops his weight. Uh, the best thing to do is not eat anything before midday. So he's like, no eating before midday, no milk, no nothing. So I, um, I fast until midday every day and just drink black coffee and water. And he said the good thing with that is you can then pretty much eat what you want. He's like, that doesn't mean you just go hell for leather and eat chocolate and KFC all the time. Love, love the red lunchbox. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But he's like, rather than diet, he's like, you do the fasting and then you can have a a lunch that you enjoy. Like if you want to have a burger and then if you want to have a steak at dinner, you can enjoy your food, but just don't eat all throughout. So... If I figure if Chris Hemsworth trained a yeah, yeah, like yeah, there's got to be something in that. Yeah, and you look at him doing it. Yeah, so yeah. I, I do that. And I felt really, really good, like not drinking, because I drink shitloads of coffee in yeah. the morning, but dropping all that milk, um, if you're not a black coffee drinker, it takes a while to get used to Make it. Make yourself one. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like pouring water in an ashtray the first couple of times and then sipping it. Um, but now I only drink black coffee in the morning, mm. so... Um, that's about all I do, really, to be honest. Have you found it hard with the with the early mornings for work? Um, obviously, meditation's pretty important, but yeah. like obviously that'd take its toll with your physical stuff too. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. People always ask, do you get used to getting up early? And you don't. 
like I've done breakfast radio before this and I'm now in my sixth year here and you like every morning when that alarm goes off, you're like, <laughs> what time do you get up? Uh, quarter to four, three wow. forty-five. Um, wow. if I sleep, if I have a sleep in, I get up at four fifteen. That's yeah, the okay. sleep in. Well, treat yourself, man. Yeah, treat yourself. <laughs> um, but you get used to being like functioning tired. Yeah, is what is what happens. Um, and yeah, it's it gets hard. Like you know, on a Friday, I have two beers watching the football, and I'm like falling asleep on the couch. Yeah, um, before halftime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think it's um it's important. I don't I don't stay awake for the sake of sake of staying up. Like I say to my wife on on a Friday or a Saturday, if we're not going anywhere and I'm tired at eight o'clock, I'll be like, I'm going to bed because if I don't and I just stay awake and watch a movie for the sake of it, then the day will be shit house the next day because mm. I'm just so tired. Mm. Um, so you just pick your nights to, to stay up, really. We talk about that sometimes. Yeah, I've got to stop doing that. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> I was like that. Once the kids go to bed, you're like, ah, yes. my Why? time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And like you battle through the hangover movie or something and you're just like, yeah. oh. I know you've eaten too much bread and had a bottle of wine, so sex is off the table. So I'm going to head off to bed. See you later. <laughs> 100%. Um, so you mentioned uh, your wife Esther. Is that what are the, what are some things you guys do as a as a couple, kind of to keep your sanity and kind of just you know, keep your relationship going outside of just talking about kids? Yeah. Well, we um, every week, once a week, we have always lock in lunch. Um, I'm really lucky. The hours I work, I get out of here sort of you know on a good day. I can get out at eleven thirty, eleven o'clock, and it's great because she works from home. Um, so we can just go around the corner and sit down, just the two of us, and have lunch. Um, we never were great at it, but now we're a lot better. We prioritise time, just the two of us. Um, and I think that is so important. If it is just something simple as going for lunch or going out for dinner um, and, you know, once every couple of months, that's always hard couple, like maybe once or twice a year, go away for a mm. night or a weekend um, because I find the best thing of a night away is not the night, it's the waking up in the morning, sitting in bed, having a cup of coffee, going down to breakfast, not really talking, stress-free, smiling mm. at each other, not hearing Cocomelon <laughs> playing, <laughs> sipping a coffee. Um, so I think that's really important. Mm. Time together. It doesn't have to be a lot, even an hour or two a week where it's just the two of you, where you can even just talk about stuff that's happening in your life, you know. Um, I think that's that's been one of the greatest things for us is prioritising that. That's another regular sort of thing that comes up with our guests as well. It's like yeah, and even never, us, you yeah. know, kind of in the thick of it, you know, the yeah. young ones. So we know it needs to be done, but yeah. making the time's tough. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's hard because I don't know if you guys have access to babysitting you know, like a little bit. Yeah. Not, not a lot, but yeah. Yeah. And see we're we're the same. Like my mum is great and she helps out. Um, but you know, you can't drop two kids off there for a whole weekend, you know? Um, so it is hard. Like if you can't squeeze it in during the day before you pick the kids up from kindy or whatever, it's trying to work it out. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We got a um, seventh wedding anniversary coming up this week. So any ideas? So we're not going away for the night because it's not always fun leaving the, the kids with with parents. But yeah, yeah, you just like a lunch or a lucky seven. Take it to the cast. 
Yes. <laughs> not a bad idea. Chuck it all on black number seven. The daiquiris are pretty cheap. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I think mean, that's what she wants. Daiquiris let's and get, blackjack. Let's get lunch drunk. What is the... Um, let's Google it. What's the thing? Like, um, you know how there's like diamonds and all that kind of it's, stuff? Uh, I've, I've looked at this. It's <laughs> copper and wool for seven oh. years. Ah. So like a, a copper picture frame maybe. Oh, that's no, you pretty go, tacky. Go, to, go to Bunnings and get her a little copper pipe or something. Or you can go to like a, one of those hipster bars and like rip off one of those pipes off the walls because yes. they're always covered in yeah, copper that's pipes. Good. <laughs> that's good. That's yeah. good. Anyway. <laughs> um, seven years. I don't know what you could do for – obviously you're cooking that night. I cook most nights. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, will you go out somewhere, do you think, or oh, you just do something chill? I think we'll go out, yeah. Yeah? Yep. She'll listen to this as well, so Listen. Take ideas. We got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you need to do is just like cut things out of magazines and stick them around the house. Or <laughs> <laughs> <All> scrapbook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, scrapbook it out. Scrapbook it out. <laughs> My uh, wife and I have been talking. Well, you mentioned like, you know, every now and then, once, twice a year, do, going away and doing something. Yeah. We've been speaking about having a restival, which is basically like a little mini, mini festival for ourselves. We, 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 what, what we want to do is go to the Carlisle, have a night there, go to James Street and do like nice lunches or dinners, or whatever, but yeah. also. Do the whole um, massages and you know I love all that. It. That's an epic Camp idea. Yeah. I love that a restival. Yeah, that is so good. Mel, take note. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it is hard, you know. I do. I always feel bad if I go out on on my own away from the family. I don't know if you guys yeah. feel the same. You get guilty, right? Yeah. But then you also feel guilty, and you shouldn't leaving your children with other people to babysit like your parents and stuff like that. Um, Especially when your kids are pretty hectic as well. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's the thing, you know. Um, and, you know, I, I love my mum as well, but they also make you feel ever so slightly guilty for oh, it, yeah. you know. <laughs> and my mum also will be like, oh, yeah, no, I'll babysit, no worries. I need that fence, um, that fence <laughs> on the lane. Um, but I think it's we've got to stop doing that. I yeah. think we have to, as parents, men and women, I think we have to stop feeling guilty for still wanting to be our own people mm. because you're only going to be the best parent you can be if you're also a happy human, you know? That's right, yeah. Because yeah. if you're not feeling like you're feeding yourself or your relationship, you know what it's like, your frustrations end up going out on the children when they're like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this. And you're like, I'm too busy. When they're crossing yeah. the boundaries, you just snap a bit quicker and yeah. things like that. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's I think it's easy for me to preach it because I don't um, obviously don't live by it, but I think we all need to, st as parents, stop feeling guilty for wanting to have fun. Yeah, yeah. And I'll not see it as being selfish. Yeah. 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 It's important. Yeah. Definitely. Talking about... The uh, kids crossing boundaries. Yes. <laughs> how do you uh, how do you find the boundary setting? We'll start with your kids. The, sorry, the younger ones. Yeah. Um, how do you sort of set those boundaries and how do you enforce them? Um, and like, are you a strict parent? Are you like, what's your sort of parenting style? Do you think? I think we're probably we're probably in the middle. We're not super strict. Um, it's sort of it's really hard because my daughter is like hectic. She's a weapon <laughs> and she will fight you <laughs> to the death. <laughs> like she's girls are what what have you guys got? You got I got two boys and two, a girl. Two boys and a girl. Yeah. I got one of each. One of each. Yeah. 
How old's your girl? She's three. She's the youngest. Okay, so she'll fight with the best. You're kicking off. Yeah, Yeah. and mine's uh, almost four. Almost four. Your daughter? Yeah. Okay, you get it then. (laughs) Um, Uh oh. (laughs) Like, girls are. I reckon they just born smarter, and they uh, they get stuff quicker. Yeah. And that's not saying boys are dumb. I think that they're just more interested in other stuff. But girls understand everything so quickly. And that's fair. Yeah. I think with Eden, it's hard with her to sort of set boundaries because she knows what's going on and understands everything. So you can't trick her. And she will also, she's got a fighting spirit in her where she wants to win. Like I remember when she was probably three, three and a half, trying to make her say sorry to me for something. I can't even remember what it was for. And it went for two hours of her screaming. And I had her in, I was put her into a, into a cot and it just got to the point where I was like, I have to, I have to fight this to the death now. If yeah. I back down, I've, I've lost. She eventually gave me half a sorry. <laughs> um, <Sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> um, before the police turned up and took her away. Um, our, our eight-year-old, he's pretty cheeky. He, you know, he is, but he's pretty good. He gets, he's pretty good with guilt. Like if you guilt him, mm. uh, um, so he's pretty good with that. Nice. Um, but a 20-year-old is very different Yeah, to deal with. Yeah. that's That was my next question. Yeah. Uh, when you – obviously you won't have to – he's an adult, so you're not setting boundaries. Yeah. Like the main boundaries I imagine would be don't eat our food out of the fridge. Like don't yeah. – like we can only shop so much, you yeah. know. Like what, how do you sort of tell the difference between your boundaries of him and the, the other two? So um, – he, he's just moved out about two months ago. He moved out. Um, it's really hard, to be honest with you. Once once your kid turns into an adult, you don't really have control over them. Yeah. But they still rely on you so much. You know, even now, like, he's 20 and he's been applying um, for different, like, extra work and stuff like that. And he's asking me you know, what the tax-free threshold is and all that kind of stuff, you know? And you're like, because if he's going to have two jobs, you know, he's going to have to yeah. claim one or whatever. All the stuff they don't teach you at school that you have to yeah. learn, but you, you're like, oh, that's right, he's got to know about that, T- trying to teach him what super is and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. But what's really hard is when they transition and it kicks in about year 11. And so year 11, they're starting to, like, go out on their own a bit more, um, obviously parties are happening and there's alcohol and then, you know, you know drugs are sort of starting to come onto the scene. Um, and then year 12, they start to drive and then when they drive away on their own for the first time, you just sit in an armchair, like, just waiting, waiting for yeah. them to come home. Rocking and you, backwards and forwards. Yeah, like, it's the it's the yeah. hardest thing in the world, letting them drive yeah. off on their own. Yeah. Um, Matt, it, sorry, can I ask you... At what age was the first time you said to him, and what time do you call this oh, when he got home? I don't know. <laughs> it's weird because he's, he's, he was never a party animal. He never really went out late um, until now. Now he's moved out, he has. What gets hard is when your adult child is living at home and they're an adult and you're still arguing with them to clean their room because they're in your house <laughs> and they look at you like, you're an idiot and you have no control over them, but you're like, this is my house and you're under my room. So that's hard. And then you've got to navigate 
them wanting their girlfriend to sleep over. And I remember the first time Ethan came to me and he's like, oh, my God, my girlfriend wants to sleep over. I think it was in end of year 11, something like that. I was like, okay, why? He goes, oh, we're going to a friend's house and then just be easier if she just comes here. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, she's not sleeping in your bedroom. He's like, why not? I'm like, because she's not sleeping in your bedroom. Um, and that's one thing, you know, where you're like, you know, some, you know, whatever, but. I think you've got to set boundaries on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would always say to him, don't forget you've got younger people who live in this house as well. So that's important to, you know, make sure that they understand what's mm-hmm. going on. And I remember saying to him, yep, your girlfriend can stay over. I said, um, I would like her dad's phone number, please, so I can ring him. Awesome. Why? <laughs> I said, because I would like to speak to the man whose daughter is going to be in my house <laughs> sleeping. With another Fair dude, enough. a 17-year-old. That's, that's right. He's like, well, well she, she doesn't want to tell her dad. And I said, well, I don't want a man I've never met knocking on my door at 1 o'clock in the morning asking why the, his daughter is in my house. <laughs> I said, so either you give me the phone number or it doesn't happen. Yeah. Now, eventually, he they did speak. So the dad, and he was cool with it, and he's a really good guy. Um, and, you know, we chatted, and he was fine, and we discussed, you know, what the arrangement would be. But it was just – that was funny because I was like, there is – like, and you have to be so upfront about that mm, stuff yeah. and and not uncomfortable to talk about it because, I, I like, I would never let him have a girl in the house – at that age either if he was living at home at 25 and he brought a girl home that we didn't know I'd be like well that's your business or whatever get yeah. some <laughs> yeah. but there's not a chance I would have let yeah. that happen without speaking to the yeah dog. of course yeah. still you in know? school it's crazy yeah so that's the type that's what gets hard that's the hard that stuff that real mix of parenting happening at the same time isn't it we were toilet training sending a kid to prep and teaching a kid to drive all in the same. <laughs> oh, my God. It was the strangest thing in the world. The strangest thing. It was like, yeah. How do you even deal with that mentally? Oh, it was, you laugh. That Is that when you started was. meditating? Or? <laughs> yeah. God. Um, but I think honesty, you know, especially with the, old, the older kids, you know, they, even though we were very close in age, I think he still thought I was stupid. You know how you think you... At the time, my parents have no idea. <laughs> They're so dumb. <laughs> but they know, yeah. you know, because they were doing the shit that you're doing yeah. when they were your age. And so. probably worse. Exactly. <laughs> so I think it's just being honest, yeah. you know, super honest is what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, I've been asked, uh, uh, one of my friends gave me a bit of um, intel. Can you tell our listeners about Popcorn Chow Meow? Oh, God. <laughs> that cat. <laughs> That's Esther's cat, that cat. So you're not a fur dad? Oh, God, when you said I hate fur, I was like, oh, I was so with you. So with you. So it's Esther's cat, right? Yeah. I don't have a problem with animals, but they are a huge responsibility. And every time you want to go on a holiday, someone's got to feed them, something's got to happen. It's just a pain in the ass. And it started, we had a cat when we lived in Sydney um, that broke its leg needed a surgery, got addicted to painkillers. <laughs> it hurt itself, was on, on drugs, and then we took it off and it was a bit ratty, and then it pretended to be hurt. 
<laughs> like we took it back to the vet and the vet's like, it's not hurt. Well, I'm like, is it a crackhead? Like, does it want more drugs? You're going to send your cat to rehab. Yeah, anyway, I was like, okay, it's fine then because it was like the cat's sort of faking it. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> then the cat broke its leg, needed a surgery. It cost like $4,000. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was either that. It was the first pet Ethan ever got. Ethan was six, and the vet's like, we can either fix its leg or amputate it. And I was like, yeah, sure. So every time it comes around limping, knocking its head in, into things around the corner, I'm going to be like, I'm the guy who's too cheap. Maybe cut the leg off. Um, and so that happened like the month before our wedding when we were already oh, destitute oh, from paying for everything. Jesus. But Popcorn, who's the new cat now, um, so Esther got this cat. She loves cats. I was like, the cat's your responsibility. Uh, the cat got bitten by a brown snake. Holy crap. What, recently? Yeah, probably about oh, six months ago, yeah. something like that. And it was pretty scary. Like, it couldn't, it was paralyzed, yeah. but still alive. And I was like, oh, it's been hit by a car or something. So I took it to the vet. Um, it survived. Um, he's all good now. But that was also uh, $3,000 mm. to have it in the animal hospital. Jeez. They don't miss you. No, they get you. But. It's funny when you say the fur pet thing because I took it in. It was like 6.30 in the morning. The neighbour comes over and goes, oh, I found the cat. She's freaking out. Lovely lady, Leone, lives next door. So I take it in, hand it over. They put me in a waiting room um, and then out comes this vet after looking on the cat and she comes out and she goes, so um, you're Popcorn's daddy? <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Yes, I own the cat. <laughs> like, but if you call me daddy again, I'm walking yeah, away yeah. and you can have it. And look, I don't, that's the thing. I get people's pets. Some people's pets are their, their yeah, kids yeah. and I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. But not, I'm not like, oh, no. it's my baby sort of sort of get up. Anyway. That's great. Not, anyway, not yeah. all about that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's popcorn. Okay. That's the cat. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. We don't have a dog though because I love my lawn and there is no way a dog's going on my lawn. Well, that actually, we're going to raise that. So we've been told that your lawn is your basically like your fourth kid. Yeah. Uh, well, my wife calls it my mistress. <laughs> right. Is what she says. Because yeah. um, she says I spend more time out there with her. So in summer, it gets mowed two or three times a week. Is uh, it uh, like the super fine cooch? Like, you know. It is so Grange. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Zoysia. So. And is that one of those ones where you've got to like cut it to the point where it's almost like you can barely see it you can you yeah. can run it quite low yeah. um it's what they use on golf a lot of golf courses yeah around the place i was actually out there mowing before i came to see you guys <laughs> nice. today so um i'm preparing it for winter at the moment yeah good <laughs> getting it all fertilized good um it's actually it's just one of those like escapism things mm. for me to be honest i mean i love the way it looks um but it's probably one of those downtimes during the week where, you know, I put earmuffs on and just push a mower around and not, not doing much, yeah. you know, like you're just in your own head for an hour. Um, it's kind of therapeutic. Should I mean, listen to the Shit Dad podcast, don't Mate, it's I'm really in the exact good. same boat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like one, once a week, same as this, where yeah. you've got permission to <laughs> yeah. go off, like Judgment you said. free. I listen to, listen to some podcasts, do that, work up a bit of a sweat in summer. Oh, I've got to do the edging now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Need yeah. to fertilise. <laughs> yeah. so. Now, how do you look after your mistress, Maddie? Like, how do you treat her? Um, so, do you, uh, this might bore a lot of people. You're giving her no, a treat. Go on. Gonna, all right. Make it happen. So, it all, it all starts in September. Oh, God, oh, okay. I'm weak so, at the knees. So, so <laughs> September is when, when the work begins. And I always say a summer lawn is made in spring. <laughs> 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 
That's great. This could not be more dad. <laughs> it's so dad. And you, if you want to picture what I look like, right? I'm wearing my, my Bunnings hat yep. when I'm out there. Um, and I wear protective uh, protective eyewear. Safety's the key. You've know, you got to be safe. Yep. Um, out there pushing around. I'll just wear sunnies. But, but, yeah. yeah. Um, so spring, I start, I do a full reno. So I'll scalp it right back. So I dethatch it, run the dethatcher through, get all the dead stuff out. Yeah. And the grass that I've got um, is really good if you cut it right, right back. You can yeah. pretty much send it back to dirt. The first time I did it, though, is like, you're like, oh, my God, I've killed it. <laughs> and then I would be out there, like, every day I'd be out there crawling on my hands and knees looking for green bits. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've killed it. Oh. What have I done? Yeah, what have I done? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Baby, come back to me. Um, and then, yeah, so I'll do a full, and I'll do a full topsoil as well. So spread out, get out any lumps or whatever. Um, and, yeah, fertilise, get it going. And then, yeah, it comes back pretty good nice. through spring. So yeah. Nice. Um yeah, do that. And then uh, just before winter, which I'm sort of doing now, same thing again, I'll just give it a light scalp, trying to get all the dead stuff out. And um, I've got timing, watering, and all that kind of stuff that goes off. Yeah, I've got... Jeez, that's full on. Yeah, I spray stuff on it every two weeks. Like, it's, yeah, it's a full regime. As a as a dad with three kids myself, I don't understand how you have the time for that. <laughs> well, it's usually, it's usually done between when I get home from here. Yep. And when I do school pickup, when they're at school, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. Yep. Yeah, so that's sort of that's when I squeeze it in. Actually, yeah, this this is the first year that I've had that time as well. The school, the uh, the school hours. So yeah. the Little ones at daycare, the other two are at school, and it's like, oh my god, freedom! I, know, <laughs> I can actually good. do work. Yeah, <laughs> sick. Yeah, but oh. also too, if I've got to do it on the weekend, it I will get out there, but it does annoy Esther. And you know what it's like when you're out working out in the yard and you can hear the kids fighting yeah. inside? And you're yeah. like, oh, I'm in trouble when I get inside. Yeah, yeah. But then you sit there and go... <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. And you got to have a beer at the end yeah, of the celebrate. You know? That actually comes up in the, uh, the How Daddy You Quiz. So, yeah, awesome. Speaking of which, should we get into that? Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. Right, listeners, uh, as mentioned, it's time to get into our dad quiz or how dad are you quiz. Um, so I'll ask the first five questions yep. and Nick will jump in for the next five. We've made it a little bit harder, to be honest, because it makes you think a little bit because we usually it's just yes or no. Do you do this? And you're like, yes or no. And now we're going to make you actually think and be, yeah, right go on. full dad mode. <laughs> I'll turn my brain on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's anything in there. All right. Uh, so firstly, when your kid takes ages on the toilet, what should a dad say? Stay in there as long as you want. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, mate. Keep yeah, it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take your time. Don't push yeah, it. Don't, you don't say nothing. <laughs> you leave them in there. Are they quiet? Throw them an iPad and a bag of chips. And drag that out. Oh, man. You know? We also would have accepted, did you fall in? But that's <laughs> no. that's a way better answer. <laughs> no way. Give them a full digger station menu if you want. Like, don't, yeah, I'd say keep them in there. Don't rush them along. Yeah. Oh, no. That's so good. Um, what should a dad do before anything when you're using a stud finder? Oh, well, I mean, every dad's going to go, well, the stud's already here, but let's see what's in there, hey? hey? Done, yeah. <laughs> we'll accept that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, found one. <laughs> Have you seen those guys on um, online who are doing the sketches where they're like, got it, they go, here's how I, you know, use my stud finder, and it's just a handheld mirror, and they turn it around <laughs> and it's on there. It's always, yeah, full dad mode. Oh, man. 
Uh, when a dad ties down a load on a four-wheel drive or, or a trailer or a ute, uh, what's the best throwaway comment? Oh, well, I think we all know it is physics and engineeringly proved that if you don't flick the strap and say that's not going anywhere... <laughs> that whole thing is just going to open up down the M1 and yep. cause absolute catastrophe. Yeah, yep. 100%. Yeah. That is the perfect thing. You're already excelling as a, as a, as a dad. Fact, I love it. I actually taught my son, my 20-year-old son, to strap down ratchet straps. Oh, and I perfect. said that. I said, you have to say that's not going anywhere. So otherwise, you'd otherwise it, doesn't, it, yeah. it just comes undone. Yeah. Physics. Love it. Yeah. It's physics. That's great. Um, when your kid hurts themselves, what should a dad say to soften the blow? What did you do that for, idiot? <laughs> <laughs> have you found yourselves doing that? Like, have you ever done that before? Uh, usually I say, why did you do that? Yes, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is such the wrong... Like, I've said it to my wife before when yeah. she's fallen over. But <laughs> it's just like this, I don't know, you freak out. You're like, what did you do that for? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I obviously didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, you're not angry. It, like, scares you. Yes, so, like, exactly. a shock. Yeah, yeah. We also uh, would have accepted, do you want us to cut it off? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's good. Yeah. Well, better amputate that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, and when you're approaching an address in a car and you've never been there before, what must you do with the radio? Turn that down. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> turn, it, turn it off completely. All the way right. down, yeah, and, if not off together. And yeah. tell the kids to shut up in the back. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's night time, don't you dare have that light on in the car because yeah. I'll crash, all right? Yeah. Turn it off. Turn yeah. that off. Oh, this is amazing. How good is, is that? Is that a law? <laughs> oh, it's, we've always it's a dad law. Yeah. It's 100% a dad law. Don't know how like Queensland road rules law it is, but yeah, I always thought as a kid that that was actually a law. What the light? <laughs> the light the wasn't bottom. allowed yeah, to be yeah. on yeah. while you were driving, which I don't think is true. That's where parents just say that. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what? My dad told me when I was a learner that you only learners are only allowed to go eighty k's on the highway. Oh. So that's I don't believe any laws that an adult used to tell me after that. <laughs> yeah, no. Even when I wasn't adult, I was like, bullshit. I have to go look up that myself. <laughs> now, uh, when a dad's finished mowing his lawn or working in the garden, what's the first thing he must do when he finishes? Oh, you got to crack a beer. Yeah. What yeah. else do you? What else would you do? Um. Well, you got to get down and give it a rub. Too, <laughs> you know? you got to rub Perfect. your hand through it. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. Rub your hand through your mistress's hair. Yeah. yeah. Have a look through yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, what's one way a dad and probably should annoy his kids? Oh, so many ways. Um, what's what do you reckon the number one thing is that a kid is just like, oh my god, get out of my face? Is it the fart? Is it farting? Is it- <laughs> my kids usually laugh when I fart. I don't know. Yeah. About you. Um, I don't know. We started the show with one. Oh, dad, dad joke? Oh, that's the number one or thing. Or puns. Puns? Kids oh. fucking hate puns, and they're so young. Yeah. I imagine as they get older, they have less tolerance for them. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, though, that changes? Because mm. I remember as a kid thinking puns were dumb. Do you think it is impregnating someone that makes you think puns are funny? Like, because it does, yeah. you know. you got to plant, plant the seed early, so when you say a pun, you have to do the... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's a bit of pre-planning. Yeah, yeah. You've got yeah. to set them up. Plant the yeah. seed. Yeah. Yeah. They've got to realise that shit is funny, yeah. always. <laughs> when, a dan- when a dad stands up or sits down, what noise must he make? Oh, I definitely do this and that's... You do the... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The grunt or the ah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, correct. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> until yeah, your, yeah. your breath is completely out. Yeah. The other one is the stand-up. <laughs> Just before you stand-up, you go, righto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you do the build-up to it, right? Righto. All right. All right, man. Pat your legs, stand-up. <laughs> like the Russell Coit. Yeah. Time to hit the yeah. old dusty trail. Yeah. And uh, what is a go-to daddy dinner for the average dad? Oh, I reckon... Toasties. Would it be toasties? Yep. Toasted sandwiches? We also would have um, accepted spaghetti on toast. Yeah, that's good. Roast vegetables. Oh, sorry, roast lamb or roast meat and veggies. Yeah, I do. I'm a roaster. Beans on toast. Yeah, yep. And shit on a stick. <laughs> yeah, the old shit on a stick. <laughs> yeah. And um, what's a textbook throwaway comment when making small talk with other school dads or husbands of your wife's friends? Um, We've all been there, haven't we? Oh, yeah. How awkward is it when you're forced to hang out with people? <laughs> worse than the mother's group. Oh. Fathers. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh. What's up? Day for it? Yeah, I like a bit of day, day for it. Day for it? Day for it. Day for it. Um, yeah, it's a bit like that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did a sketch on this the other day. You know what? Also, you know it's real awkward when someone starts cleaning the table. Oh, you know the old yep. like dusting of the table. The, <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, you know you're like that's when it's it yeah. gets weird. It well, gets like weird. when you, you lean back and you like start stroking the hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what should we done yet? Yeah. Yeah. Where are they? Are they? You reckon they're holding back? <laughs> uh, also, would have accepted. Who's your team? Did you watch the footy on the weekend? Do you want a beer? And yeah. bloody kids, eh? Bloody kids. <laughs> yeah, now footy's a good one. Footy is a good one. That's yeah. always easy to chat. Well, that's how hair daddy you are. Mm. I reckon you're a full dad. Like, yeah. <laughs> people have been like, oh, yeah, pass. But you are like yeah. 11 out of 10 dad. Look, if um, if it wouldn't turn my wife off immensely, I would wear white New Balance and a pair of Just Jeans jeans. <laughs> they yeah. are on it. <laughs> yeah, there, look at that. The kangaroo with the New Balance and the Bunnings hat. Yeah. I reckon you only, the point of no return is when you start clipping shit to your belt. Oh. That's, that's <laughs> when, you know, like if you yeah. start clipping your like phone keys, or, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. or keys to your belt, yeah. um, that's, you Poc- know, Pockets are little, so the 90s, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're in the thousands. you got to clip that shit to your belt. Or if you've always got a pen on you. You know, like if you're the bloke yeah. who's always, yeah, I've got a pen, mate. You go pull your pen out. Yeah. 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 Top pocket pen. If you have yeah. a top pocket, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, I'm just putting yeah, it out yeah. there and you're not like at a formal occasion. <laughs> yeah. 100%. So I think it's definitely time for this. Shit dad moment of the Uh, thanks to our mates at Better Accounting. Uh, obviously not in not in our normal studio today, but in the uh, Southern Cross Stereo Studio. But thanks to those guys, it is our shit dad moment of the week, or shit dad moment of the decade or the month. Mm. Uh, Maddie, uh, you've told us you've got one or two good ones. Would you like to get us underway? Uh, yeah, mine is the first time Esther, my wife, left me with Ethan. We'd been together four months, and she had a work thing on. And I was like, I'll watch him. I'd never been alone with him before. Um, I'm like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So I had him. Uh, I was downstairs cooking dinner. He was up in my room watching um, a DVD, Kids. They were things that we had before Netflix. (laughs) Funny Um, little round, shiny discs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Watching a DVD and he was jumping on the bed and I was like, stop jumping on the bed. 
And he has, when he was little, he had this thing of putting money in his mouth and he'd put a 50 cent piece in his mouth that I had on a table because I was a um, 19, uh, 18 year old idiot who didn't understand how children worked. <laughs> <laughs> left money out. And he, I heard jump, jump, jump. And then I heard a boom, like on the ground, like hit the ground. I was like, you're all right. Oh my God. And then I heard like a, Oh, this is giving me anxiety. And I ran, <laughs> I ran upstairs, and he was choking on a fifty cent oh piece God. he had in his mouth. And because I said stop jumping, he jumped off the bed, started choking on it. The first time I'm left alone with her, and I opened his mouth, and I could see it in there. And then I was trying to remember, like, do you hit him on the back? Do you hang him upside down? Like, what do you do? I had no idea, so I just shoved my hand down there because I could see it. And I grabbed it with my two fingers and I managed to tilt his head and get it out. But because my fingers were so far in his mouth, he's vomiting down my arm at the same time. Now, the reason I knew that is because the little shit had done it before (laughs) when he was younger to Esther. And Esther had told me the story. um, And I just remembered that's what she did. So that's what I ended up doing. And he vomited down on my arm and everything. And I was like, oh, God. And he finally, you know... Started breathing again. He was all good. He was kind of like shocked. I'm like dying. My my two because I had two flatmates at the time who were there as well. Yeah, she right. was a trainee nurse, and um, he was there at the bottom of the stairs. Should we call an ambulance? Should we call an ambulance? I'm like, oh no, how oh, no, no. did This is screaming and stuff. Anyway, it was all good. And then <laughs> he goes at the end. Go, Are you okay? He's like, yeah. Don't tell my mum. <laughs> and you're like, you don't tell your mum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I ended up I ended up telling her, but it was like fucking hectic. Wow. Like hectic as. Yeah. And I told her when she got home and she was she was fine, obviously because he was still alive. But I was like, <laughs> Oh my god. Isn't it crazy how your brain works? Like you said, in the in that instant you remembered what she had done mm. in that story and you just jump into that action mode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was um Yeah. But he then told that story at our wedding. He did a speech and he told that story and made out like I had tried to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) He was gagging me and I'd like spew down his arm. Who tried to kill me? (laughs) Can't believe he left 50 cents on his bedside table. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, that that sort of happens through adulthood as well because I remember when I was 18 or 19, I swallowed a bottle cap and had to go to hospital to get it um, surgically removed. So it's completely not just a kid oh, thing. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> there was beer pong involved. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And sculling. Yeah. Oh. I'm like a pelican. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nick had an iconic, what is it, the x-ray. And yeah, yeah. That was right in the middle of it. So yeah. what do they go down your throat and yeah. like have to pull it out yeah, that yeah, way? Yeah, yeah. I was like under the, I was like. What is it? Anesthetic? Yeah. 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 Put me to sleep and everything. It was weird. Oh, that must have caned when it was stuck in oh, there. I couldn't talk for ages. I couldn't breathe properly. Like it was like <gasps> like just getting enough air in. It's crazy. Holy shit. So yeah, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh that's, that's I mean, not just embar- a kid thing, embarrassing man. Embarrassing that you were 19. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I can finally happily bring it up on the shit that podcast yeah. without too much judgment. But yeah. Mum will be listening to this going, You fucking idiot. She's yeah. still filthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, mine from this week, uh, as mentioned, yeah, the last couple of weeks was a bit tough. We kind of were in kind of lockdown in the house, you know, a little bit of COVID running through with my wife and, and family, uh, but we got through it. Um, and as you do when you've got young kids and you're stuck at home, it was actually raining as well, limited options of things to do. So uh, we, watched, we watched a fair bit of TV. <laughs> there was a fair bit of Netflix going on, which yeah. was fine. Um, 
I suggested we watch something new that we hadn't seen a hundred times, so we ended up watching Trolls, which was actually pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, all right, we, we figured out, yep, there's Trolls too. All right, cool. Got th- halfway through that, and then it was bedtime for the kids. Um, and then I'm like, oh, I want to finish it. You know, <laughs> watching it. Finished it. Went after they went to sleep. Um, the next morning, I told my daughter that I'd finished it, and she lost it. She was absolutely oh. hysterical. Um, you so monster. She had a big, she had a meltdown. Yeah. So like, uh, my advice is don't tell them. Just watch it again. Yeah. But then uh, yeah. towards the end, I was I was even that sick of watching the kids' movies and the ones that I hadn't seen that I said, okay, kids, who wants to watch this? My wife was out. Um, just had the two of them at home. Who wants to watch a movie with a big monkey and a big lizard? <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds great. So watching Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> I would I would have watched more oh. of it, but my daughter was like, "This is scary." Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <coughs> we um, oh fuck. What's wrong? It's gone full old dad mode. Are you cramping? up. Oh damn it! <laughs> I went for a little run this afternoon, and my fucking body hates me. Well, there's your first. Oh, oh come on, Nick. You went running. Wait. <laughs> yeah, Alright It's better Okay So My shit dad moment this week um, Actually came this afternoon I had one lined up and everything Ah um, oh, fuck Stop cramping um, I'm just keeping my legs straight now Stand <laughs> up if you want um, Yeah so We were watching We did the same thing We were just like sick of watching kids movies Like alright let's watch something that We want to watch Kids were over colouring And we turned on a new show on Stan Um can't remember what it was called nailing it or something and it was just like there's just a bit of swearing and the kids sort of migrate over when they hear uh, yeah. a, an adult's TV show on and they're like oh yeah I'm going to watch a bit of this and they started swearing and we're like nah alright we'll just turn it off so we turned on one of those sort of have on in the background sitcoms and it was um, Superstore on Netflix oh, I love that show great show it and is like, so good Every episode we've watched so far, we would have no issues with the kids watching. And then all of a sudden, it was this the, an episode where he had a mole on his knob, and they were like, "No, show us your penis!" And I was like, "Penis, penis, penis, penis!" Oh, no. it's like flopping it around. It's like obviously it was like blurred out, but he's yeah. like, "Oh my god!" Of all the times we could have watched this show, this shot pretty well kid friendly show. It's yeah. the dick episode, and I was yeah. like, "Oh no." And that's it, isn't it? You you could tell them anything and they don't hear anything you say, but then as soon as an F-bomb or a penis is yeah. said, they're like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All three of them were just in stitches, yes. like, oh, penis, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and I do have another one that I was going to bring along, um, not so much shit dad moment, but just like one of those, oh, fuck it, whatever. And uh, I took we took the kids, me and my wife took the kids to the shop this morning and it was early enough to sort of let them go a little bit, like get them, they didn't have to be on that sort of short tether where like, come on, get back over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I, like, I used to be that dad that was so stressed out. I was like, oh, my God, just stop making a scene. This is bullshit. And, yeah. like, you see other kids doing it and you're sitting there going, at least it's not my kid. How <laughs> yeah, good is this? Yeah. a great moment. And, uh, yeah, today I just turned into that dad where I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I looked around. <laughs> I had one kid over there 10 metres away. One kid was, like, doing, like, the backwards walk. And the other one was, like, getting on every island and, like, running around it. And I was just like, I hate myself right now, but fuck it. Nah. Like, I hadn't had a coffee by this moment. I was like, once I got the triple shot in, I was just like, get back up, get you. Like, neck popping. and like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the toy area in Kmart is a crash. <laughs> so I, think, I think you can leave you, know, uh, you, you don't have to pick up after. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. Oh, that's great. 
Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. So uh, a big thank you, Maddie. It's been awesome chatting to you. Thank you. I've had a lot of fun. Hopefully I didn't uh, crap on too much. No. Mate, this episode could have gone for two hours without an issue. Yeah. <laughs> we could have gone full Rogan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our bosses are always on the radio like, talk less, play more music. Like, Shut up. <laughs> You're not my real mom. <laughs> play more ads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We need time for the ads gone. <laughs> hey, I've got some jokes, right? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I appreciate your how your honesty and you know um, telling us all about your family. So it's been it's been great. Um, so enjoy your holidays and your sleep ins and all that kind of thing. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. I, I love the idea that you guys have got. I love what you've done, and um, I'm not sure if you talked about it on the podcast, but I love that you guys created this as a, a way for two mates to hang out. I think it's an awesome idea. So um, good on you guys. Thanks, man. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, listeners, hit us up on Instagram, messages, shitdadpod, or via our email, shitdadpod at gmail.com. That was um, a headbutt to the, to the mic there. <laughs> Fuck, I'm in the wars, eh? I've like done that so many times on air before. And in exciting news, uh, we've got those new stubby coolers yes! ready to go. So if you want to buy one, 10 bucks, uh, hit us up on Insta or email and we will flick it your way. Uh, don't also forget. Also forget uh, grab some of that new fitness gear with Smashing Fibers on their website or on their Insta. Use that code free shit at checkout for some free shit. Awesome, Maddie. We'd love it if you send us a selfie with your new merchandise. Um, I know it's, they're really sought after stubby coolers, um, and yeah, if you could send us a selfie of you drinking out of it. Well, there is a. Um, you don't get any royalties. The back, no, that's no? that's that's, that's fine. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm out. The backyard's getting a little bit of uh, love tomorrow. The lawn, Excellent. so I'll give yeah, you good. my post post mo <laughs> picture with the, with this. Like lying down on the lawn, just stroking it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it'll uh, it'll get a christening tomorrow. Love I'm it, mate. Sure of that with the finest finest ale going around the great northern. Yeah, <laughs> love a northern. I'm all about the northerns at the moment. Great people at Great Northern. Yeah. Hey, um. Do you have any for, uh, lasting dad advice for us, Matty? Um, just remember, if it's not on, it's not on. That is excellent <laughs> advice. <laughs> Husband advice. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thanks again, Matty. We'll, um, we'll leave you with that. So in the week ahead, be the safety net for your kids, not the loaded gun. Hide when they're annoying, but still have some fun. Work on your dad bod. Don't be an angry sod. And when the shit hits the fan, be there for them. Don't run for the kids. Mm-hmm.